Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. And welcome to another episode of Star Wars Action News. I am Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And we start this week on a little bit of sad news. Unfortunately, I don't like sad news, but... No one does. Found out very recently that Star Wars concept artist Ralph McQuarrie has passed away. Oh, that is sad. I know a lot of people loved his art and had a big resurgence with the 30th anniversary of A New Hope. Yeah, Well, there's a lot of great Star Wars artists out there, and he was not the only concept artist for the trilogy. I really think his art, more than anything, inspired the entire look and feel of the Star Wars universe. And even when you get to the prequels, every design they had was drawing from his work because they had to say, does it fit with what has come Mm -hmm. before? Even when I was a much more casual Star Wars collector in the 90s, I had the art of Ralph McQuarrie Star Wars books and was familiar with all the different designs, the stormtroopers with the lightsabers and Darth Vader's, the much harsher face. It's scarier. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more evil and scarier. I never put down the $1,000 for the Master Replicas or FX Collectibles Darth Vader helmets from the movie. But I did drop it for FX Collectibles' Ralph McQuarrie helmet, and it's because that art and that design is so great. I have all the McQuarrie stuff, the General Giant minibus, the Kotobukiya art FX, the action figures, and I dare say, next to Lucas himself, McQuarrie is the biggest inspiration for all we have in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So it was very sad news. And I didn't even realize that when it came time to do the prequels, he was offered the job of artistic director, but he declined it and saying he'd run out of steam. And I know that in his later years, he'd been fighting Parkinson's disease and things. I have a couple of his autographs. One listener really was great and helped me get a trading card that he'd had Macquarie sign. And then, of course, the Macquarie Vader helmet had it and truly an inspiration. So we're going to go ahead and take a moment of silence here for Ralph Macquarie. Now, let's move on to some happier topics with our store report. You found some toys. I did. Found quite a few things this week. We'll start off by talking about 
some various Easter items that are still hitting. Still no egg dye kit. No. The only one I can find is on Amazon for $9. I still think it's going to show up. You know, I think to how every year calendars, if you want your, you know, pug calendar, your horse's calendar. Hey, don't be knocking pugs. They're cute. Your Ann Getty baby calendar. Those start showing up in like July. But if you want your licensed calendars, those kind of wait till October, November. I'm wondering if maybe we just have to get a little closer to Easter for the Easter egg die kits to start shipping in mass. But I was able to find, shocker, more candies. That is shocking. First I found... Oh, he's so cute! A Darth Vader Easter bunny at Walmart. Now, it's the same... Is he Velveteen? Is it a Velveteen Vader rabbit? No, no. It's the same Darth Vader that we had before. But he's Velveteen! It's a Velveteen Vader rabbit! Is he Velveteen? Like the Velveteen rabbit? I'm familiar with that by name. He's Velveteen! They've just strapped some bunny ears to him with some ribbon. Oh yeah, I totally could have done this. (laughs) I I could do this out of all your Vaders if you want for Easter. But he's cute and he's Velveteen. It's kind of hysterical. It is. And he comes with some jelly beans. And as this is made by the Gallery Company, I'm sure they taste just like a petroleum product. Eh, they're jelly beans we decided weren't as bad as their hard candies. They only kind of taste like gas. He's $3 at Walmart. He, that's not a bad price. That's a really good price, actually. In the Easter aisle. And obviously, judging by Marjorie's reaction, good not only for your children, but for your wives or girlfriends as well. Or any bunny enthusiast, because I want a pet bunny now. I thought you were making a pun. It's good for any bunny. No, I, I'm not punny like you. Also at Walmart in the candy aisle, last year I was very smart and I held off on these and waited and after Easter they were on clearance. This year I was checking out and buying stuff anyway, so I threw these in the bag. They were five fifty, and they are Star Wars Easter eggs, or they call them hide an egg. Is there stuff inside? There is. There are four different colored eggs with four different designs, so you know what you're going to get Every time you open it up, it's not a mystery of which candy is inside which egg. And in them, you get chewy lemon heads, so lemon heads that don't break your teeth. Or there are berry chewy lemon heads, which are pretty much berry flavored jelly beans. I am not a jelly bean fan. I think Easter is the bottom rung candy holiday in America because you get all the crappy candy. Well, there's all the chocolates too, but... Yeah, but it's usually crappy chocolate. And if I'm going to eat chocolate, I want it to be good chocolate. I want like Swiss chocolate. Then there's tropical chewy lemon heads. All right, those are pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Not a lemon head fan. Overindulgence killed it for me. And then... I don't know who Fiera Pam is, but you get Fiera Pam jelly beans. They put Fiera Pam's name really tiny, so I think she's probably a nobody just allowing them to trademark their Jelly Beans logo. What's really funny is you get very few of these lemon heads or jelly beans in each of these containers. So a serving size of chewy lemon heads is six bags. Oh my gosh. Wow. I do suggest if you're like me and a bit of a completist, you want to add these to your collection. Judging by last year, these things, the Clone Wars art on them, they weren't a huge seller last year. They went to 50% off right after Easter. You're probably going to have a good shot at getting these at a big discount after the fact. Arnie, I looked up Ferrera Pan on the internet, and they are the company that makes Lemonheads and perhaps some other candies you might be familiar with, Red Hots. 
Not a big fan of those. Boston baked beans, perhaps one of the weirdest candies ever created. You mean that's a candy? I guess so. It's kind of weird because they're like peanuts with crunchy stuff on the outside. A little different. And they are the maker of the very famous Atomic Fireball. Ah. Yes. Then over at Target, in the Easter section, perhaps my most exciting new find. Nah, baby, the Vader is. (laughs) They have candy lightsabers, and these are just lightsaber-shaped containers that have little sugar candies in them. I think they kind of taste like nerds. I thought nerds tasted better than this. These just taste sweet to me. Nerds are a little more sour, but these definitely have a nerdy, like the inside, but they're round-shaped. These are by the gallery company again. They do not taste like gasoline. They don't taste like much of anything. I like them. What I like about the lightsabers is they come in the three different colors, and they just... Same container, but they put red candies in one, blue candies in another, green candies in a third, thus creating three different lightsabers. But do they taste different? Because I really like the red ones. I don't know. I'm not opening these. These are staying in the collection. So oh. You're going to have to go buy more at Target if you want to find out if the blue and greens taste different. I bet they all Denied. taste the same. Disappointed they didn't have purple, though. You'd think that the Mace Windu would be... Big, because you think about it, what colors are big for Easter? And it's really purple. Yeah, but they're lightsaber colors. Purple's a lightsaber color. Yeah, but, you know. Is Mace Windu not a Jedi? Of all the candies, though, I think my favorite are the lemon heads. Oh, I do not like lemon heads. But these are chewy, and they're just basically... I don't like lemon heads. They're like jelly beans. Don't like them. All right. Nope. I like sour candy. Do not like lemon heads. Now, if you've got a crafty person you know, you probably want to head over to Joanne Fabrics. There is a ton of Star Wars stuff over there right now. I just went the other day and took a look. Perhaps the one I like the best is the fabric that's a hodgepodge of the vintage Marvel Star Wars cover comic books. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when you showed me that. That was really cool looking. I want you to make something out of that, but I don't know what. I don't know either. It's a cotton, like a broadcloth. They've got some other things. They've got some fleeces, and they have just some different. They've got Clone Wars. They've got Star Wars. They've got just a Star Wars logo. They've got ships. They've got people. What's perhaps most interesting is the number of fleece throws that they have, which are like a no-sew kit. So all you have to do is all you need is scissors and some patience because it's two pieces of fleece, and it's already marked where you cut and make little strips. And then you go through and you tie the back to the front and you've got a fleece throw with little fringes on it. I made you a Spider-Man pillow that way, remember? Mm-hmm. It came out really well. Yeah, it took me like 15 minutes. I've got that. I did pick up the Star Wars logo fleece throw. It's just the Starburst logo, like the opening crawl when it starts to fade in. But it, they have some online that I didn't even see at the store. They have one of just a character collage, which I think is really neat. I want to pick up that one, too. And then they have some episode one. They have the episode one poster, and they have the Naboo Starfighter going to the droid control ship. Then they've got just a character collage again from the Clone Wars, and a really neat Yoda one. I might take some of the fleece, though. They have a really cool just Star Wars logo fleece and make a dog bed out of it. That could be kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I liked quite a few of those different fleece throws. I was very tempted to have you get a couple of the episode one ones. I was surprised at how well the pictures translated to the fabric. 
It's kind of spooky. It really looks almost like a fuzzy print, whereas a lot of times when you do this, it looks very muted. And when I say fuzzy, I mean furry, not fuzzy as in well, lack of police, resolution. Well, which is going to be a little... But a lot of times you do lose resolution and you do get a blurry image out of it. And mm-hmm. this was very sharp. It's amazing. You know, we're in the 21st century and I never am not impressed with the technological advances in things so small as fabric printing. Ah. Well, let me give you a hint about Joann's for those people who are not used to shopping there. One, these are on sale right now for $16.79. The regular price is $27.99. If you were going to get these and they're not on sale, just go into Joann's and pick up their sales flyer because they almost always have a 40% off coupon for one item. And you can use that, grab a few flyers and go through the line a few times and get them. But don't pay full price at Joann's. It's one of those stores. I'll also tell you, one of the ones that I really like is they have a cotton fabric of Clone Wars characters on ice. And it's got Clone Wars Yoda and Captain Rex and Obi-Wan and some clones. But they're not skating on ice. It's like just like a mottled blue and white background. You want to know why I love this one? It reminds me of the Empire Strikes Back bed sheets I had as a ah, kid. yeah. Because it looks, you know, very cloudy and mm-hmm. things. I mean, I realize it's ice, but the blue that overarches the whole thing, the way they have the Clone Wars logo, it's the closest thing I've ever seen from Clone Wars that matches the Empire Strikes Back stuff I had as a kid. Yeah. And so I really like that. And they've got such a variety of characters on there. They've got the bounty hunters. So you've got Bosk and Cad Bane on there. Just a real variety of characters. And for $5.99, I might have to just get a plate of that to add to the collection somewhere. I don't know what I'd really do with it, but it's so much better than like the garish, colorful Clone Wars characters with lightsabers one that just, how would you sleep if that was on your bed? It's just too loud. (laughs) But the best find of the week came... I've been hitting Walmarts regularly because I've been reading reports online and people have been emailing me that wave two of the 2012 vintage figures were showing up. Now, this is a partial wave. You don't get a full case of these. There's just five figures in this wave. And, well, of course, I got a set from Brian's Toys. I Those hadn't arrived yet. I just got my shipping notice on those Friday. But I wanted openers and Being a half case, I was afraid these would be hard to find figures because they're shipping with some more of the Wave 1 figures. And so it's likely that the people who already got their Wave 1 figures are going to leave the Wave 1 ones hanging on the pegs and the Wave 2 figures are going to sell pretty quickly. So I'd been hitting a bunch of Walmarts. And when I got the Easter candies we reviewed a little earlier... I went back and I was just wandering up and down that aisle looking and there were a lot of vintage figures on the pegs, just a lot. I started going through them and I found two of the figures, two of the five sitting on the peg. And that like inspired me. I'm like, who would leave these? Nobody's going to leave these two. I mean, it was Luke and Lando. So obviously the others had to be around, right? I mean, I knew that (laughs) Kraken was one that people were really wanting, but... I just felt like there had to be more there. So I checked all the pegs again, and then I looked down and noticed that figures were just... It was messy. There were figures everywhere. The pegs were full to overflowing. So I started looking through these piles of figures on the lower shelf there. Just wave one, wave one, wave one. And then, in a corner, behind a bunch of vehicles, behind the AT, AP, and the Vulture Droid, and all that, I found this neat stack of figures. 
And I'm like, what have we here? And I pick up the first one, and it was Kraken. And I'm like, whoa. Then I pick up the next couple, and it's like Naboo Guard, Battle Droid. Get down to the next one, deleted scene, Leia. And so I'm looking through this, very anxious, putting them in my cart. Find the Mon Cal pilot. I end up with a full set of five. Now, initially, and I posted this on Facebook, I thought that somebody had hidden figures. And I thought they went through a lot of trouble to hide figures because these were very neatly interlocked. It didn't look like they'd just fallen there. It looked like they were stacked very carefully. And I'm like, well, and somebody must have taken some battle droids and things and put less desirable figures right up top. But now I gave it a lot of thought and realized what I really think happened was a lazy stock person. (laughs) Because when I took a look at my photos that I took that night, the figures they were interlocked with matched perfectly with the case assortment they ship with. I think what happened is they were stocking the night before and the guy put a couple figures on the pegs and the pegs just were too full. And rather than do anything else with the figures, he just took them out of the case and stuck them behind the vehicles just like they were right out of the case. And I was lucky enough and persistent enough to search for them and found them hidden. But I think it was a case of lazy stock boyitis. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it was, too, because someone wouldn't hide them that organized. And you would hide them, obviously, not in the Star Wars aisle. Come on. I would think you'd take them out of the Star Wars aisle. I'd also think that you'd hide the full set of five. You wouldn't just hide three of the five. Correct. And to finally support this, the figures I found behind there were unpunched. They'd never been on a peg. That's a good coup right there. Whereas the figures that were on the peg, of course, were punched from being on the peg. And one even had the little dent from being on the peg. So I think it was a lazy stock boy, but I'm not done talking about figure hiding. We're going to get to that a little bit, but let's talk about these figures. The first figure, number 87 in the line, is from the deleted scene that they showed us at Celebration 5 that gave me tingles of Luke constructing his lightsaber on Tatooine. Yeah, that was huge scene that they showed us, never before seen. And now we get figures from the deleted scene. And the Luke, you know, it's kind of your average Jedi Luke. He doesn't look all that much different from others to me. He comes with a soft goods brown cloak, which I consider to be a little bit too big for the figure. It, it is ill-fitting. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it looks like he's wearing his dad's. How about that? Because his arms are so far up the sleeve The hood goes down to his waist, and it's a good inch taller than the figure, so you're going to have to have it flowing out behind him. Even if you pull the hood over his head, which, oddly, the hood is a little too short. And the hood, I had a real hard time getting it over his head, because it felt like they had a stitch in some place where they really weren't wanting me to pull it up over his head, but the picture on the card back is of it over his head. So it should enable it to go over, but it doesn't really position all that well. Maybe if we wet it or spray and starched it or something. He ends up looking like Kenny from South Park. Yeah, kind of. The look itself is pretty good. I love that they got the 70s hair right on this figure. Of course, this movie came out in the 80s. Well, you know what I mean. He still had the old hair. It was still this late 70s, early 80s, all blended together. Now, he comes with a belt that is detachable. It doesn't come on him by default. And when you take off that cloak and the belt, you just end up with a pretty good pre-shot-in-the-hand Jedi Luke figure. Very nice. I like the texturing, the ribbing they gave the back of his shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. 
There's a couple of little soft goods bits underneath the plastic goods. I like the use of soft goods there because it provides a different texture, whereas the robes, we've always said this about the robes, they just never quite fit right. And I don't know why that is. They should have the ability to make them fit right. You would think so. But doll clothes suck to make. Little tiny clothes. I'm not saying they're dolls. Let's put that out there now. But the tinier the clothing, the harder it is to make. And I just don't have the patience for it. Now, he comes with a few other accessories. He comes with a ignited lightsaber, which is a very, very key lime green. It is pretty limey. I don't know. It looks more like a glow stick than anything to me. Maybe he's going to a rave. Then he has a lightsaber hilt, but they did something different with this. It's actually a hilt that's open as if Luke is constructing it. And I wish that they would have drawn more detail to it, because at first I thought mine just had like a little plasticky skin tag. (laughs) Yeah, if they would have put, like, a little black stripe in there to make it look like parts, yeah. I, I can see, because I, I, this looks like a manufacturing defect to me. A little bit of coloring, just, I mean, I'm so impressed with what Hasbro's been doing with their lightsabers lately, going through the trouble of individualizing the hilts and painting them and putting the little brass ring on it so it's the hero lightsaber with the different colors but then when it opens up i see that they've molded a couple little parts just a drop of red paint or a drop of black paint or both in there to really show off some in nerds versus what we have would have been nice now the third accessory this one really pisses me off Because I opened it up and I'm like, what the hell is that? I couldn't even tell what it was. I finally had to look at the card art and realize there's a little tool Luke has that he's working on his lightsaber with. And Hasbro decided, oh, let's give them the tool. Now, I understand the impetus for this. I don't think anyone was happier than me when the first figure came out with a hydro spanner in the 90s. I think it was a Chewbacca, if memory serves. And I'm like, yes, I finally get the hydro spanner. Let's hear it for little tiny plastic bits. But this one, at first I couldn't tell what it was. It's pretty non-distinct. It has no paint on it. It's basically a little silver plastic sliver that's between a quarter and a third of an inch in length. Now, I look at this immediately and I go, I'm going to lose this. I am going to be so careful with these parts because I'm going to lose this. And I put all the parts back in the bubble after taking my pictures. I took my pictures yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) About 12 hours ago. In that 12 hours, when I didn't touch this figure and it just sat in a box, I lost that piece. Now, you didn't listen to me, though. I always say put them in plastic baggies. That way it's in a sealed package. That's the only thing you can do with this is put it in basically an evidence bag. I knew it would be lost easily. I can't believe I've lost it already. I'm going to be scouring the house after this show. Maybe it's in with one of the other figures, but my God, whatever. I'm just, ugh, that is such a frustration. The worst part is I don't ever see it being really used. At first I thought it was like a tiny shiv, like Luke was in prison. I'm like, Luke with prison shank? Okay. Kind of an odd accessory to include. And this is why I keep one mint on card. I can't lose that accessory. No. Now, figure 88 is Leia in her sandstorm outfit. Very Jedi roby. The way they did this was they took the vintage collection Slave Leia figure. And it is basically a repack with some new accessories. And I wanted to be sure of it. And sure enough, you can pop her torso right off, just like the one because the original one came with two different sets of legs. Didn't even retool it. But then on top of the Slave Leia, they have a soft goods poncho that fits over. 
to help protect her from the sandstorm. And I never really thought about when I see this picture that underneath all the sandstorm goods, she'd still be wearing that bikini she had to run off in. Well, it's hot in Tatooine, right? And didn't have time to change. Then over that, you have a plastic hood. And then to complete the effect, a pair of protective eyewear so that she doesn't get sand in her eyes. Is there a reason you put them on crooked? Because she's tiny and I was trying to do it with one hand. They don't fit right on her head. That is part of the problem is, again, when dealing with small things, it's hard to get these types of things in scale and the glasses seem a little overly large. Then again, in the art on the card, they seem overly large too. Well, yeah, but I don't like this. I always just envisioned she had something else on underneath of it. Yeah, I don't know when she would have had time to change before getting back to the Falcon. It's this kind of detail that the fact that the scenes are deleted don't really leave you wondering. I always, Maybe I never, Han wanted her to keep wearing it. That's very possible. He was blind. Well, I guess at that point he could see a lot better. Yeah, maybe he, they wanted to have a little role play. He's going to act like Jabba and she's got to dance for him. I have to say, I never opened my previous Slave Leia figure. Never knew she was wearing a thong. Oh, that is awesome. And then she comes with that stick that she's posed with and all those shots you see of her when she's more in the action-y Slave Leia with the big... I don't think she would have kept that. Pike. Well, it's because you're getting the Slave Leia. You're getting some new accessories here. So if you want to take off the deleted scene outfit, you're still left with a good Slave Leia. True, you are. And speaking of the card art, I have to say, we'd wondered how would they do the card art for this? Because even on the Blu-ray, the shots weren't very good. It looks like they've kind of just done some kind of airbrushing or pencil, colored pencil art to some photographs from the time. Yeah, because I don't think the Luke looked really fantastic on the card art either. There's something I don't know about this. Yeah. It doesn't look like a movie still. It might be an enhanced movie still. It or... just, it looks very much like an artistic rendering. And it's weird because they're kind of see-through. I can see through Leia's face on the card to a sand dune behind her. It's like she has a crater in her face like the bad guy from Slither. It's just dirt. But I am loving the new card backs, much more than they were doing with the vintage one where it's like the first time this figure was on the card. This is so much more like what I remember from my childhood. I'm absolutely loving what they're doing with the card backs on these. 89, finishing out our Sandstorm figures is Lando Calrissian. I gotta talk about this art first. I do, first of all, I didn't think that was Lando when you <laughs> sure held it up. I, maybe it's the dirt they've smudged on his face. That mustache is a lot fuller than Billy D. Williams' mustache ever was. <laughs> Billy D. always had a junior high mustache. Now, much like the Leia, they started off by giving us a really good skiff guard Lando. And he comes with the pistol and the helmet and everything so you can get a nice skiff guard. And the helmet's rubbery enough. You can even reenact the I'm pulling down my mask to show you I'm Billy D." moment from Return I, of the Jedi. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's just so awesome. It's a good Billy D, though. It is a very good likeness. It is. It's even got, like, the little hint of a smirk. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with the likeness. And he comes with that little axe that he had as a skiff So did it just raid Jabba's sail barge, or what? <laughs> well, keep in mind, he was undercover there. They were so... like quarters, so they took everything when they left. Well, again, I think this is so you're really getting two figures yeah, in one. I guess you kind of do get two figures for... One. And I love the detail on the helmet here. They did really good teeth on it. Mm -hmm. Much better than some of the previous Skiff Guard Landos we've had. 
But then you take off the helmet, you put away the force pike, you start adding accessories, another soft goods poncho, another plastic overhood, another pair of goggles that go under the hood. I'm sorry, that's way too many clothes for the desert. It's to keep the sand out of you. Yeah, but he's going to die of heat exhaustion. Yeah, he just has to make it to the Falcon. I trust the makers of the movie to know more about the desert, given that they actually shot in Tunisia and actually were there during a sandstorm, than my own guesses of when layering works and when it doesn't. And then he comes with this little communicator, which doesn't fit very well in Billy Dee's hands and just has this big red square on it. It's almost like it's telling him he's not pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of is. (laughs) His poncho does not lay right with the plastic over the top. Otherwise, it looks like he's got wings. (laughs) See? Yeah, kind of. It just doesn't lay right in his communicator. Does it fit in his hand? Not very well. I'm afraid to break it. I'm not going to. It's very rubbery. It bends a lot. Okay. But I don't want to be responsible for breaking one of your toys. The gun fits in his hand much better. The hand is built for the gun. Yeah. And so trying to fit this Yeah, because he's got a trigger finger. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to break either his hand nor the communicator. Yeah, so it's... I don't know, though. I'm still liking the figure. Just the one thing I didn't like was the communicator. Now, with this, we get the deleted scene figures. Now, the conspiracy theorist in me says they were planning this all along and perhaps even planning to release these scenes earlier as we got some of these Sandstorm figures years ago. On all of these on the bubble, it says deleted scene Blu-ray figure. Again, designating something that they didn't designate years ago. And I'm trying to figure out the marketing impetus behind this. Is it because the Blu-rays are still fresh in our mind, you're trying to then sell us the figure? Is it the Blu-rays sales have stagnated since they've been out for a while? And so you're trying to remind us they're there so people who hit the toy aisle move over to electronics and buy some figures? I don't know, but I find it hysterical that it says on the front bubble, Blu-ray disc not included. I also found that amusing. It is much like having instructions on shampoo. I think these would have been a great tie-in with the movies. But again, there were a lot of figure delays, a lot of shipping delays. So perhaps it was because of that that these stickers would have made a lot more sense six months ago. I just think that with these figures being delayed, they could have left that sticker off. It's just kind of an amusing little thing. Now, figure 90, we get away from... Tatooine, and we get Colonel Kraken from the Millennium Falcon crew. (laughs) Colonel Kraken. Sorry, that always makes me giggle. Now, Kraken, I first remember him from the field guide that they made in the West Ends RPG book. I didn't realize that there was actually a actor who was designated to be Kraken and that those scenes featured him. He's a pretty decent figure. I think that the likeness matches the card pretty well. Actually, it really does. I like his outfit, too. You could easily costumize this, too, if you wanted to, because it looks very basic to make. Yeah, it's... Of course, no one would know you're General Kraken, unless <laughs> a... you carried a sign. Yeah, it's a pretty common Rebel Fleet Trooper outfit. Yeah. And one of the great things about this figure, and really all these figures, is, again, the articulation. You get your double-jointed shoulders, you get your ball socket plus jointed elbows, you get the wrist articulation... Ankle, swivel and jointed knee, hip, 
waist, ball-jointed head. All of these figures just have great articulation on them. And they've hidden the articulation in such a way that it looks like just part of the sculpt design and not a joint, which is the problem on so many I know. I really like that. The only drawback I found with this figure is his second accessory. The little pistol he comes with is fine, but on the card, he's posing with what looks to be a homemade pipe bomb. (laughs) Yes, he does. It turns out that's some BFG that looks way out of place with this line. It's got just three big cylinders on it, and it just looks like a G.I. Joe gun from 1984. It is just plastic. And And there's no detail. No, it's just plain. And I just couldn't figure it out until I saw it on the card. And at first I'm like, what is it? And I saw it had a hilt, so I guessed it was a gun. But I don't understand why a gun would have big protrusions on its side. I'm no guns and ammo expert. Maybe there's a great reason. Maybe one of you who enjoys hunting or something can say, well, that would help with a place to put extra ammo. I don't know. But it looks like a bazooka with a very tiny handle. It does. It does. I'm not crazy about that gun. No, he comes with a pistol, which is much better. Given that he's Millennium Falcon crew, I don't know why he'd carry a bazooka on the Falcon anyway. No, his little gun is like Han's gun. Actually, no, it's not Han's gun. It's the Rebel Blaster from the Tantive with the silver nozzle. Yeah, Yeah, I can see why you'd be confused. They both have silver nozzles. Again, it goes back to the detail Hasbro's putting in to the... Unfortunately, with the trigger finger, if you extend his left arm, bring his right arm up, bumped at the elbow to the joint of the other elbow, it looks like he's a heroin addict. And finally, figure 91, the rebel pilot, Mon Calamari, the A-wing pilot from the deleted scene. It looks like a baby on the card. It does look kind of like a younger Mon Cal, when I'm sure it was the same outfit. He just looks like a little baby. I really like this figure for the head sculpt and the paint job they gave the head. Oh, I love his paint job. It's really cool. I like him a lot. I like his green outfit, too. Yeah, the A-Wing pilot outfit works yeah. very well on a Mon Cal. The only thing I don't like is the white tubing. It kind of looks eh, but I really like him. And he also has a little helmet that's removable that you can put on the top to... And his head swivels 360 degrees. Well, all action figures Ooh. do. I love the articulation they put in the arms because they gave him an elbow and then a forearm articulation. And because he's a Mon Cal, I guess he just has really long arms past the well, elbow. Well, he's got claws. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like claws. I like the open mouth that they gave the figure. Just a really strong figure, in my opinion. Of course, he comes with a gun, and he doesn't have a holster to put the gun in. I guess it would make sense that maybe in the glove box of the A-Wing, he'd have a gun stashed in case he crashed on Endor and had to shoot some scout troopers. But it kind of reminds me, if you're selling a pilot with a gun, all I go back to is when they sold Moma Nadan in 96 with a giant gun as big as he was, and you're thinking, what does a horticulturist need a giant gun? <laughs> Because kids like guns, that's why, and because give him a gun. It goes, I remember when I was maybe six years old and playing with my Star Wars figures, and to me, all the aliens, with the exception of Chewbacca, were bad guys, and so it was the aliens versus the humans, because they were ugly. Yeah. I like him, though. Now I could see if I was a kid today, he comes with a gun and some big bulgy eyes. However, because of his outfit and when he put the helmet on, it looks like some sort of ceremonial garb, if you look at it from the side, where you just kind of look quick. It just seems like it's too ornate with the helmet. (laughs) But really, a great wave of figures... 
I'm real happy with these. And only one is really the repack, the Leia, and she comes with all those new accessories that you can do totally different things with her. You do kind of get two figures in one of those. Yeah. That's kind of neat. What with Lando and Leia? And Luke. And Luke, I guess, because you can have regular Luke, yeah. And the other two... I always like different sculpts of troop builders to help round out the ranks. So, a real good wave. These should be hitting in mass pretty soon. Walmarts have been having problems sporadically where people would find them and take them up and they're not in the system yet. And clerks will say, oh, it's recalled. And that happens. They always say it's recalled or They don't understand that no. it's just not in the system yet. But I do want to go back and touch on that topic of figure hiding again because... I posted on Facebook that I found these figures. I thought someone had hidden them. And to me, to the victor go the spoils. And if somebody hides figures and I find them, well, that's more than fair game. I personally, I got thinking about this. I have never, ever hidden a toy except for one time we had a friend looking for a toy. And we weren't sure if he wanted it, so we didn't buy it for him. But we put it behind something else in a different section of the toy aisle and sent him a text message saying, if you want this, here it is. That's the only time I've ever hidden a toy. I've never hidden it for myself. I don't like the practice of toy hiding. I think if you don't have the money for a toy, you shouldn't buy the toy. And if you go on a toy run and you don't have the money, hiding the toy and planning on coming back for it, it doesn't give you any form of dibs. No, it doesn't. But I mean, there have been times when I've popped in and forgotten my wallet. Mm -hmm. And that happens because I'm bad about that. And I've had to hem and ha, oh gosh, what do I do? What do I do? And a lot of times I'll just go up to the cashier and say, hey, I was going to check out, but I forgot my wallet. Can you just hold my stuff here? And usually they'll do that. That's what I do 100% of the time. I have a tendency, I go to Starbucks, I take my wallet out of my pocket to pay for Starbucks, and then I leave my wallet on my seat. Yep, you do. And then I go inside (laughs) and I find toys and I'll go up to the clerk and I'll say, listen, my wallet's in the car. Can I leave my cart right here? I will be back for it. Run out to the car. Usually legitimately running because I want to hurry, get my wallet and go back in. What I don't do is try to hide the figure somewhere. And I would say the best thing is if you find figures you want, you buy them. The next thing is if you find figures you want, but you don't have all the money right away, and that store offers a layaway program, which I know Walmart did before the holidays, but they ended it at Christmas, go ahead, put the figure on layaway. I'm all for that. I would never, ever take figures out of somebody's cart, which people have done to me. I would never take figures, you know, out of somebody's hand. No, I hadn't taken out of my hand before. Yeah, but if a figure is quote-unquote hidden, I actually think that's just kind of a crappy tactic. I believe collectors, I've never judged a collector by their collection, so I don't think you have to have every figure to have a great collection, and I believe everyone should collect only what they can afford. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck, yeah, what you like, but what you can afford, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, maybe having that entire latest wave of vintage figures versus paying the power bill may not be the best choice. And thanks to eBay, you can always pick stuff up later. I've said on the show a lot of times, I'd rather spend $100 when I have $100 to spend than $10 when I don't. But it really created a bit of a firestorm over on Facebook 
between the figure hiders and I know John, our form admin in the past, was kind of on my side saying hiding figures is not taking dibs. And people were like, oh, you ruined that guy's day back when I thought it was hidden figures. Oh, you ruined his day. He came back for the figures and they weren't there. That's horrible of you. Horrible of me to buy figures that were on a store shelf. Wow, I should be flogged. So I wanted to see what the prevailing opinion is among collectors in our pull of the week, or as Marjorie calls it, the pull of whenever I kind of feel like it. Yeah. Where do you stand on figure hiding? Do you think that if you hide a figure, it's yours to keep and it's cruel for people to find your hidden toys and buy them? Do you think, like I do, you shouldn't hide toys? It doesn't give you any form of dibs and it just is an unfair sort of hoarding because what if you don't go back for it? Then it's just sitting on store shelves. It's like a non-committal kind of thing. So let us know in our forums. And I would like to add our friend went back within 10 minutes and got the thing we hid. So it wasn't something hidden for a long time. Moving to some online news. If you want to guarantee figures actually hit your own toy shelf instead of waiting for stores, if you like to order by the case, Entertainment Earth has a couple new cases up. There's the Clone Wars 2012 Wave 2, which has Republic Commando Boss, Captain Rex with the new helmet, Isla Sakura, and some others. A lot of repacks in there, carry-forward figures, but also some new stuff. Or, if you're really looking for a wave and you want to be sure you have it, the 2012 Wave 4 Revision 1 has Wedge. Oh, a lot of people didn't get him. I still look for him every time. It takes me a good six to eight months to stop looking for a sought-after figure. Like, it, finally, it's out of my head. This also has some carry-forward figures. Naminor, another hard-to-find figure. Dr. Evazan. Then we get Hoth Luke. Clone Wars Anakin. And Rats Tyrell coming back out, too. So, a lot of figures there which you can get from Entertainment Earth by the case. Or you can always go to Brian's Toys, one of every figure club. Very handy. They also, over at Brian's Toys, have a bunch of the FX Sabres. You can get half of a Darth Maul, get two, attach them together, get a double-bladed Darth Maul for $99.99. Mace Windu for $109.99. Or that removable blade Luke from A New Hope for $129.99. You can also pre-order the next wave of vehicles, which is probably a good idea because I know at least with us, vehicle distribution can be spotty because they're a little higher priced than figures. Sometimes they get them in. If you miss it, you don't see it again. You can get Anakin's Episode 2 Starfighter, a Naboo Starfighter, or a Republic Fighter Tank. We're all three over at Brian's Toys in a pre-order. They also have a couple of the harder-to-find figures. If you missed out on that Captain Fordo Arc Commander figure... I know Dan from Republic Forces Radio Network still searching for those. They have those in stock ready to ship over at Brian's Toys. Also, if you're like me and you sometimes don't think to cut out your proofs of purchases and mail away for those figures... It pains you to do so, though. It does. You can get the Boba Fett prototype armor at Brian's Toys. No proofs of purchase required. Super 7, which some of you may know from the Super Shogun Stormtrooper figure, where his fists fired, the old vintage one that they remade. Or the the wallpaper that you've ordered a roll of from yes, Think Geek. because we're going to have a Star Wars bathroom. They have come out with a line of three designer Star Wars t-shirts, and they're actually really cool. One of them is like an arcade 
Like the old school. The Star Wars arcade video game. I love this shirt. I can't believe how cool it is because I've played that game for hours at an arcade and hundreds of hours in an emulator on my PC. It's got all the colors just right with the blues and greens, the vector art. They've also got an AT-AT boombox, which is really cool because his body is a boombox and his butt has a little antenna on it. It's no vector art X-Wing, but, but it's, it's cool. Cute. There's also a camo ATST. And he's really cute. If you like camo. And each one is $25, and you can only get them at Super7Store.com. And with some other online news, Yakface reports Walmart is already marking down the new battle packs and vehicles that just hit shelves very recently. They showed some of those new Clone Wars battle packs down to $15 and the mid-sized vehicles down to $21. Even the exclusive Dewback and Hyena Bomber down to $21 at some Walmarts. Not ours because... No, never ours. Never. But... Definitely, if you've been holding out on some of those, especially the do-back, repack, hey, that rhymes. Check your Walmarts and see if they are putting them at all on clearance. Since there's a lot going on in the stores and online, let's head to the voicemails and see what you guys are finding. Well, hello, Arnie and Marjorie. This is Brad checking in from sunny Pennsylvania. Proud and active member of the Pennsylvania Star Wars Collecting Society. It's been a while since I called. Nothing really major, but I was I saw a Pez display at uh, Redner's in Collegeville, Pennsylvania, and I started rifling through it. Um, I saw the header card that had featured Darth Maul, and my first thought to myself was, they never did a Darth Maul Pez. So I started rifling through it anyway, and uh, guess what? They did a Darth Maul Pez, so that's a new one. In addition to all the other ones they've done over the years, they... Seemed to reissued most of them. I didn't see a Chewbacca in there, but your R2, your 3PO, your Emperor, Yoda, et cetera, et cetera, seem to be in there, plus the new one, which is Darth Maul. So that's cool. That's all I got for now. Take care, and uh, may the pegs be stocked, et cetera, et cetera. Peace. Thanks for the call, Brad. You know, when we first found out about these a few weeks back, I've been keeping my eyes open. I have not yet found that new Darth Maul Pez. No, and those are usually out a lot at Walmart that I frequent, and I've not seen any of the Pezes at all. Where I'm hitting a lot is Toys R Us, because I have to walk through the candy section to get to the action figures anyway, and I've been looking there. They've got a couple of Pez displays, and I just haven't stumbled upon this one, so I will keep an eye out for an end cap, as you mentioned, and thanks for the call. Hello, guys. Uh, This is Collector1970. I just purchased the Walmart exclusive do-bag, and on the box it says posable head, legs, and tail. Now, I just want to tell the people who don't know, the tail does not move. So this is a mistake. And uh, I just wanted to uh, pass that along for uh, people who are thinking it might be a new do-back or an improved do-back. So uh, just let me guys know. Keep up the good work. Love love the podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks for that call. Of course, I always wonder, is it saying movable head, comma, And it has legs, comma, (laughs) and by the way, it has a tail. Or is it saying it has movable head, movable legs, and movable tail? But good to let listeners know the tail does not, in fact, move. And yes, it is not in any way a new do-back. It is not a new back. It is an old back. (laughs) A new back. (laughs) You're cute. Now, to end this show this week, 
I kind of want to do a little bit of a public service announcement. This past week, I bought myself a little collectible, or I should say I got rid of my one. <laughs> this makes me so happy. I am credit card debt free. Now, I will say, this has happened to me once before. In 2005, just before a little movie came out, I was credit card debt free. But back then, I was a grad student. I actually applied for a credit card and put down my income as zero, and they gave me a $6,000 credit limit. Okay. I have lived most of my life with credit card debt. And in 2005, just before buying a house, I was able to alleviate that debt. Then Revenge of the Sith hit. And I went into a little bit of debt. And there were a few purchases made over the years, such as the Master Replicas Millennium Falcon, which, when I saw it at Comic-Con, my instant statement was, it will be mine. But I knew I didn't have that much cash on hand. And I knew that there was no way I'd be able to save up three grand within the few months before it came out. So I went into debt and... I've been slowly paying it down for quite some time. At my peak, I was paying over $10,000 a year in interest. I wasn't so happy about that. No. And this is why I now say $100 when I have it is more important to me than $10 when I don't. Because I know all too well the ability to rationalize of, I don't have the cash in the account now, but let me put it on this credit card and then I'll get paid next time or my bonus is coming or whatever, my tax refund. And so I just want to encourage everyone, collect responsibly. Honestly, I can say there is no collectible other than like a original movie prop, a once in a lifetime thing, which is when Steve Stansby was on the show. He's like, the first time I remortgaged my house, <laughs> but there is no mass produced item worth going into debt for none. So collect responsibly. Don't let your money go to those credit card companies because it sickens me to think how much I've paid Chase and Capital One and all those companies that I could have been spending on other collectibles or, you know, retirement fund. So just a quick note, collect responsibly. I am not going to allow myself to go back into credit card debt over a collectible ever again. I'm going to utilize sideshow flex pay options, prepay, Use credit cards to purchase and then pay them off every month because credit cards do have protections that debit cards do not. So just something to think about when you're collecting. So that is our show for this week. A couple quick hits. If you are in the Midwest area, specifically Illinois, Missouri, Arkansas, you can hit this too. Every few months, we have a wonderful toy show called The Toy Man Show. It takes place in Bridgeton, Missouri, which is in St. Louis. It's right by the airport. Really easy to get to right off the interstate. Shares a parking lot with Target. Very handy. The latest one is on March 11th, and they're going to have Mark Dodson there signing autographs, and he was the voice of Salacious Crumb. We are going to be there. I always try to make it to the Toy Man Toy Shows because there are some bargains and some hard-to-find rarer items, some and vintage stuff. It's not a huge toy store. It's not like going to a convention. Yeah, there's some there's little kids dressed up in costumes, and that's kind of fun, but... It is a place to find some amazing bargains, stuff you've been looking for for a long time. The last time we went, you found a vintage die-cast metal Star Wars van mm -hmm. with Star Wars art on the side. And I picked up an Ewok puzzle. Just little things like that. People wheel and deal. It's a great time. I remember I found a fossil watch at one. Mm -hmm. It's a great time. I almost guarantee it's going to pour rain next Sunday because it seems we never go to one of these things and aren't in a rainstorm. That is correct. You 
usually it is really rainy when we go. But if you're not going to make it to the March 11th one, the next one is May 13th. You can find out more information at toymanshow.com. Admission is only $4, which is a bargain. It starts at 9 a.m. But if you want to get in an hour early at 8 a.m., it's $12. Now, I guess if you're really looking for something or you know someone's got something you need, be good for you. There are door prizes every hour, and it could be toys, it could be DVDs. A few people win lifetime free admission, which is kind of cool. I know it's a great little toy show, free parking, it's indoors, it's climate controlled, it's a good time. I'm hoping that by the May show, I can get some of my duplicates sorted out, like some Imperial shuttles and things, and maybe get a table there and sell some of my stuff. I don't know. We got a busy year. It might even be closer to Christmas by the time I get my stuff sorted to sell. But Yes, but I know we're, it's fun. We're going to go in March. It's a great time. And speaking of conventions, our listener Mitchell Halleck emailed me. He is involved with the Comic-Con convention that we talked about last year. It's being held in August. The weekend before celebration, if you're in the Connecticut area. Keep in mind, he's not talking about Comic-Con. He's talking about Comic-Con, as in Connecticut. Like, if you're a huge Who's the Boss enthusiast, they were in Connecticut. I did not know that. Really? Really? Oh, yeah, they live in Connecticut. So there's a brand new life around the bend in Connecticut. Got it. Mona seems far more New York, and Tony seems really Long Island. Tony does seem Long Island, but keep in mind that's really close. Yeah. I believe Angela did work in New York, perhaps on Madison Avenue. She worked in an ad agency. Okay. Thank you for Who's the Boss News. Eh, I do what I can. Well, they are having a figure customizing contest being judged by Hasbro Marvel brand manager David Vonner. But even though he's in charge of the Marvel lines, all types of figure customs are being accepted for the contest. So get customizing and then head to Comic-Con the weekend before celebration and get your sculpt seen by a big wig at Hasbro. So that is our show for this week. We will be back next week live from the Toy Man Toy Show and a review of the Uncle Milton Darth Maul room light. We'll see you next week. Now where'd I put that damn lightsaber tool? Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. 
We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. Or. Are you okay? I said lemon heads and my mouth started to do that salivation, like when you eat something sour, as if my. I, yeah. I, I think my subconscious thought I ate a lemon head. And there's also a Cammer ATST. Camo. Yeah, Cammer. You my mother all of a sudden? Yeah.